This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bulls broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Chase Crawshaw, sitting across from me. How you doing? Doing great. How are you? Good. I, I almost said a brand new hockey podcast, but I remember we, we took that out. That's not... We're not new anymore. We're not new anymore. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm doing alright. It's a early Sunday morning. We had quite the night last night. Uh, I'm pretty sure they did the after hour show last night, right? No, no, not last night. Next no. weekend. Oh, next weekend? Yep. Okay. Well, we were having our own after-hours stuff, so... <laughs> yes, we were. Uh, doing a little beer pong. Uh, I don't know about you, but I was pretty successful last night in beer pong. Yeah, sure you were. <laughs> Do we want to talk records? No, or? no, we can move on. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, so, yeah. Just uh, had a nice little night, and it's, uh, it's early Sunday morning, so bear with us, everyone. Uh, while we're recording here, but we got a lot to talk about because hockey is finally back, and we got to see some playing action last night. Uh, however, our Tampa Bay Lightning have not played any of their round robin games yet. However, they did play an exhibition game. So, Chase, let's talk about some of the exhibition games, and then we'll talk about Tampa Bay Lightning, how we did in our exhibition game, and then we'll get into the playing rounds because I feel like. The playing rounds definitely stepped up the pace in comparison to that exhibition game, uh, the exhibition games that we saw. So what were your overall thoughts on exhibition games? Were you, obviously you were happy, hockey's back, uh, but what were your thoughts on the overall play and the action that we actually saw? So overall, you know, it was it was good to get hockey back. There was some solid play, there was some sloppy play. You know, kind of what you would expect after being just thrown right into action after four months. Uh, I honestly thought teams were going to look a little worse than they did. I, I thought they actually did pretty well. You know, they, they've had the time to practice, kind of get back into the flow of things. A lot of guys, I'm sure, most guys, if not all, were still keeping up in shape during quarantine. So I, I thought it was pretty good. You know, it was, it was good hockey. You know, our, our Tampa Bay Lightning played the Florida Panthers, had a you know hell of a game, 5 nothing win, looked really good, just dominated Florida that game without Stamkos, without Hedman. So, you know, that's a pretty good sign for what could be coming these playoffs. Brain Point looked absolutely phenomenal. Uh, then in terms of the other games, uh, there wasn't really one other game that really stood out to me. That was really the biggest win of all the games was that Tampa-Florida game. Um, but at the end of the day, it was good to get hockey going. And then, you know, when the actual play-in game started yesterday, as you said, the place definitely amped up. Yeah, absolutely. And I wasn't able to watch most of the games on Wednesday and Thursday as I had work, but on Tuesday I was off, so I actually got to watch some of the games. I thought it was interesting that with the Penguins and the Flyers, we saw both goaltenders get some action. Uh, I think that's smart because you want both guys to be game ready just in case there's an injury, just in case someone contracts COVID or some other type of disease where they're not able to play. I thought it was smart to get both goalies in a game shape, but then we moved to the Maple Leafs and Canadians, and 
Carey Price played the whole game. He didn't look great against the Maple Leafs. However, we saw him last night playing the playing round and looked phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I thought it was interesting that in one game we saw four goalies and then in the next we only saw two and there was some conversation uh, during the intermission about it talking about how I think it's smart to play your goalie all 60 minutes because nothing's going to get him ready for the playoffs more than game time, which is true. But at the same time, if something happens to that goalie, it could be detrimental for your team uh, where the other guy has no game readiness. Uh, So what are your thoughts on that? If you were a GM, if you were a coach and you had two capable goalies, let's just say one's better. We know he's better, but two still capable goalies. What would you do? Would you play one goalie all 60, or would you split up some time? I probably would have done 40-20. So whoever the guy is you're planning on riding, play him the first 40, and then play the other guy last 20. Gets them both a little bit back, a little bit of action. Excuse me. Gets the main guy more time. Maybe get you know more more in the field of the game. You know, I, I feel inclined to want to play my main guy all 60, but if you really have a backup goalie who can give you a chance to win, still you want him to be ready to just in case because. What if your starter plays horrendous? What if he gets hurt? You know, what if he gets COVID somehow in this bubble? Hopefully that doesn't happen with anybody, but it is possible. So, it's I'm definitely a, a fan of playing. I, I'm I don't know about just like splitting right down the middle, but the a forty twenty would have been what I would have done. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think it is best to get them get both goaltenders some game experience, get them ready for uh, the playing rounds because again, you never know what happens. I mean, we saw yesterday the Edmonton Oilers started Mike Smith. Did not Yikes. have a good run, and they had to bring in the other goalie. So uh, I'm not sure what Edmonton did um, when it came to their timeshare with goaltenders, but obviously I think the uh, the the first option of splitting time for the goalies works out better for them when Mike Smith just performed so uh, horrendously. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about the Tampa Bay game now? Uh, Chase is going to go uh, in more depth than I am, of course. I'll, I'll read off the, the score sheet, but uh, uh, he was able to watch the game a bit. I, uh, unfortunately, could not. However, great performance by our boys, and uh, it's nice to see that when uh, we've been off for four and a half months. Yeah, it was good to see them play as well as they did. I was really impressed with what Braden Point did, particularly. I think a lot of people would agree. He was by far the best player on the ice that game. If he can play like he did in that game throughout the playoffs, honestly, this Tampa team might be unstoppable with a full, healthy roster, especially with Stamkos and Hedman back in. Point just, he, he looked like someone he's ready to put up 40 points in the playoffs, legitimately. He was all over the ice. He was dominating. He was getting open. He was creating plays. He was making smart defensive plays. And, you know, that's what you get with Braden Point. You get a guy who can produce offense, but it's not going to be a liability anywhere on the ice. He's just a really smart, fast you know, agile player, and he really showed it in this game. Uh, the power play was looking pretty good too. You know, getting some work done, flowing around. Uh, got a power play goal in there. I mean, even Luke Shen got on the scoring action. So you know, <laughs> good to see that. If we can get our defenseman secondary scoring going in these playoffs as well, as the top top guys point having two goals, Kudrow having two goals. Then I mean, really, Kucherov. what did I say? Kudrow. Wow, I don't know how <laughs> that came out. Kudrow nice. having two goals. Uh, this team really should be unstoppable when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. And it's really nice to see Point performing. Uh, I don't know if anyone remembers. It was 
geez, near a year ago, uh, Point was my man to watch on this team because obviously he had a tremendous season last year, putting up 92 points. Um, he got a bridge deal, and I was really interested to see is he going to prove himself to be worth the money and then worth a long-term extension in the coming years? Or as was it just a, a one-off season with a dominant Kucherov last year, dominant stand because I'm really dominant overall team uh, during the regular season, just under a point per game, uh, solid season for sure. And then, uh, like you said, he's really performing in this exhibition game. If he can keep that up during the play-ins, then it'll be very nice to see. He was my player to watch. So um, going to be excited to actually get to see him on the ice uh, once we verse. Who do we got first? The Bruins? Or the Caps? Mm. Oh, those Caps. Might be the Caps. I don't, I don't know. I, I drawn a blank on this right now. Yeah, we Let's got go the Caps. It. You're right. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, yeah, I, I you know, it's, it's going to be good to see the team getting into some, like, really meaningful games. Uh, and I also got to mention, Vasilevsky, you know, faced 26 shots, 26 saves. You know, had that shutout, as you mentioned. The score looked really good. And a guy who I really like in the lineup, hopefully he can stay in the lineup come playoff time, is Mitchell Stevens. You know, call up midseason. He kind of, you know, plugs around in, in the bottom half of the lineup. But he just plays some good, smart hockey. He, work, he works his ass off. He's someone that I'm really hoping can stay in the lineup come playoff time. Uh, you got to put in at least one – or take out at least one forward. The Stamkos coming in, and it very well could be him because uh, really I don't know who else he pulled at that point. But I, I hope he finds a way to stay in the lineup. Yeah, for sure. All right, Chase, let's now talk about some of the play-in action that we saw last night, uh, starting with the Rangers and Hurricanes. We're not going to go in-depth with any of these games. We're just going to talk about overall reactions. If you guys want in-depth looks at all these games or a certain game, I can promise you that our brother and sister podcast that covered those specific teams will be doing that. So... Make sure to go check those out if you are interested in a specific game's deep dive. But uh, first up, we got the Rangers and the Hurricanes. This one ended in a 3-2 fashion in favor of the Hurricanes. But man, oh man, did they come out flying. This looked nothing like the exhibition games that we saw. Within the first five minutes, we had a goal. We had a fight. We had over 15 minutes and penalty minutes, and then we also had two just enormous hits. It was absolutely phenomenal. It was wild, and it was why we love hockey. And honestly, if anyone's tuning in for the first time watching that game... Yeah, I gotta agree. Uh, poor Martin Akash. Oh my god, he was getting beat up that game. But to be the first game of the play-in round of the whole playoffs, you know, it doesn't get much better than that. That was the best game of the day, in my opinion. I, I watched all the games... But I think nothing really came close to, you know, the competitiveness, the level of play, everything that was done, the physicality, the fighting, seeing Justin Williams throw hands, that's not what you ever expect. Uh, so that was the epitome of playoff hockey, in my opinion. That was a tremendous game. That's why I'm most, you know, you and I both are most excited to watch that series. Yeah, most definitely. And I guess that the one really big surprise before game time action that came yesterday was dealing with the Rangers. Uh, Ilya Shish, or Iga Shostorkin was not playing, so the king had to come in. Uh, he played good. I, I think he was very strong. He gave the team a chance to get the dub. Unfortunately, the Hurricanes were just too aggressive, and uh, if Igor Shostorkin comes back soon, 
who do you go with? I mean, a lot of people are saying Shostorkin should have started in the first place if it wasn't for whatever he had going, injury, sickness, whatever it was. We saw him in the stands uh, watching. But uh, it, let's just say he comes back for game two. Who are you looking at? I honestly think Hank did a good enough job to keep the starting job, but your thoughts on that? So, you, you know, I'm a big Hank guy as long as well as you are a big Hank guy. Uh, Shostorkin, he had, you know, he, he had a pretty good season coming over here in North America, first time playing. And, you know, he sure is the face of that franchise in terms of goaltending moving forward. Uh, he's got a lot of potential. But give me Henrik Lundqvist. If I can take a guy playing at the top of the level between those two, it's Henrik Lundqvist. He's done it so long for so well. So well for so long. And he, he's really just been an absolute dominant force in the league. He's a Hall of Fame level goalie. And if they can win the cup, I really want to be on the back of him playing well, not the back of another goalie. Yeah, I agree with you there. All right, Chase, next up, we look at the Blackhawks-Oilers. This was a game that everyone came into thinking, man, there's probably going to be 20 goals scored. We were very close because <laughs> the goaltending and the defense and really this whole game overall was not very good, at least in my mind, when we came off of the Hurricanes-Rangers, just absolute um. <sighs> monstrosity of an amazing game. I don't even know. Amazing fest. That game, yeah, amazing fest. There we go. That game was so damn good. And then we moved to the Blackhawks-Oilers, and both teams looked incredibly sloppy. There was bad goals let in, and it was something, that's for sure. It was quite the mess. But the one positive that I would take away from it is very first time, Playing in the playoffs slash play-ins, Dominic Kubelik puts up two goals, three assists, five points. That's absolutely stunning. Yeah, that is actually a record for for most amount of points in his first playoff game. So, congrats to Kubelik on that one. But this game really was horrible. I I didn't enjoy it. I don't like really high-scoring hockey games, especially when they come that quickly early on in the game. Big David did not look like he belonged to be on that ice. He... He doesn't ever look that way, and he looked that way that game. For whatever reason, he's going to need to step it up big time if Edmonton wants to have a chance in the series. But really, Chicago just, they were better offensively, they were better defensively. Their goaltending was better. There wasn't an aspect of the game that they weren't better, in my opinion. So if Edmonton, if they want to have a chance in the series, McDavid needs to step it up, Drysdale needs to step it up, the goaltending needs to be better. Don't put Mike Smith back in the net because he is garbage, and he is not an NHL goalie anymore. But this team's in trouble. The way that game looked, I'm not feeling very confident. It ended up being 6-4 to four still, but it was larger margin than that. Oh, absolutely. Shots were 42-29, to 29, and that was very apparent, especially in the first period because, I mean, Edmonton get, got the first goal, but I think at one point shots were like 9-1 to one or 10-1, to one, and the puck possession game was just completely in favor of the Chicago Blackhawks. It it didn't look like either of these teams couldn't do any damage when it comes to the playoffs and getting far in the playoffs. So something needs to change quick for both of these teams, especially Edmonton, or else they're going to be out quick. If that's the case, they're probably going to get Alexi Lafreniere. <sighs> Don't don't even. If they don't get, even. Dude, honestly, if they get Alexi Lafreniere, I'm just quitting. Honestly, I, I mean, quit. there's nothing else to do at that point. How many first overall picks do you need? Honestly, it's disgust. And they got Drysidel at what was it third? third? Yeah, third. So they they lose the lottery that year. Oh darn! I guess I'm gonna get Drysidel, the MVP of the league, 
And if they still can't get it done and still need Alexi Lafreniere, then fold the team? Yes, absolutely fold the team because that's embarrassing if not. Okay, cool. I agree. Uh, Next up, Panthers-Islanders. This game, I honestly didn't watch much of it, so I turned to the Panthers-Islanders when it first started. I watched the first quarter. Uh, However, I didn't watch the rest of it because I kind of liked the chaos and just terrible play out of the Blackhawks and the Oilers, so I kind of just left that one on as I was doing homework. Um, So, yeah, I I didn't see much of the the second or the third period. However, this was a game I wasn't super excited for. Not a series I'm super excited for. Uh, the Islanders play a very boring game, but hey, it's, it's successful. It, it works. And it worked yesterday as they beat the Panthers 2-1. to one. Uh, Panthers started off super slow, but towards the end of the uh, the game, I'm pretty sure they were, they were flying. They were leading in shots. Uh, when it came to the latter half of the game. But, uh, yeah, go ahead. So this game was pretty much what I expected. Uh, The Islanders play this really boring, slow Western Conference type of hockey that you don't expect out of the East. But it it works for them. You know, as you're mentioning, it worked for them uh, today, a 2-1 win in their favor. The Florida Panthers didn't really get much going. They started, as you said, started kind of turning the wheels a little bit towards the end of the game. A little little bit of a too-little-too-late type of scenario, though. I... I watched most of this game. I didn't watch all of it, too, because I was switching between Chicago and uh, Edmonton as well. But it, it's pretty much what I expected out of the series. Just boring, slow hockey, going to be low scoring. It's not really like a rivalry either. They're two just kind of, like, at least in this century, semi-irrelevant teams. They haven't really been able to do much in terms of playoff success. So it's just there's really not much to get your attention. You know, if Florida moves on, Whoever they play, that that'll get my attention more. But just against the Isles, it's, it's it's just not exciting. I agree, and it reminds me of the the Minnesota Wild. They play a similar game where it's just boring to watch. So yeah. uh, Vancouver and Minnesota, that's on later tonight at ten thirty, and I'll have it on because it's going to be the only game that's on. But honestly. Unless Elias Pettersson, Brock Besser, and Quinn Hughes are lighting it up, I'm not going to be very interested. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Last night, our primetime game at 8 o'clock, we had the Penguins versus Canadians. If you guys want to hear some exuberance and cheerful laughter, go listen to our Montreal Canadian Brethren podcast. And then if you want to see extreme frustration, uh, go ahead and listen to our Pittsburgh podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network because I'm sure they have a lot to say. This game, very one-sided. However, Carey Price stole the game. Uh, It's been talked about a lot uh, coming up into this series that Carey Price has that capability of stealing away games, and he did it this game. It, It was very interesting to watch. I mean, it's exactly what I said. If Montreal's winning the series, they're winning because of Carey Price, nobody else. Game one, they won because of Carey Price. You know, the fact that there was two penalty shots that equated in zero contact on net with both those penalty shots in this game, one for Pittsburgh, one for Montreal, that was really embarrassing. Uh, I I thought for sure when Drew was going down, he was going to win it in overtime there. But, you know, instead he decided to prolong it a little bit when they won it a little bit later. Jeff Petrie, of all people, puts it in. Uh, But... 
that game was definitely one-sided. I thought it was entertaining, still not as entertaining as the Canes Rangers. That's gonna be impossible to beat, really. I agree. But you know, it, it was it was still a good game. I th- I thought Montreal played a little better than I expected, even though they still got dominated. I thought it was gonna be like a 15-20 shot on goal like difference every game with Carey Price just standing on his head. So if shots stay this close all game, it's going to be hard for the Penguins to beat the Canadians if Carey Price plays like that. Yeah, most definitely. And I think with the Druin missing the net on the uh, penalty shot, it just proves that we got the better side of the deal. Kelsey you know Gotchev, that's, you know? that's fair. I, I mean, I, I'm a big Jonathan Druin guy, and I've like I've always been a Tampa fan it's always had they've always had a place in my heart, and when they took Jonathan Drew in, made me just love him even more. And when they traded him, it, it hurt. But you know, I'm an I'm an OHL guy over a QMJHL guy, so watching Mikhail Sergachev play, I was like, all right, you know what, this this could be kind of worth it, and it's it's looking pretty worth it at the end of the day. So I've got no complaints. Yeah, and Drew still got a hell of a lot of talent. However, he just really hasn't reached his ceiling yet. He hasn't reached that high <clears throat> potential. Uh, Willie, I honestly don't know with the Canadians. No, it's. It's questionable, but if he hits it, he's a 100-point guy. Uh, another thing that I'm sure the Penguins guys will be talking about in their episode will be the power play, as the Penguins had seven power plays, only capitalized on one of those. So, again, that's due to Carey Price absolutely standing on his head. Uh, so that series is one nothing in favor of Montreal. Again, these series are only up to five. Uh, first team to three moves on. Uh, finally, we got the Jets and the Flames. This game, I don't remember much of it, I'll be honest. I was too busy kicking your ass in beer pong. However, uh, I knew that the Jets got off to a hot start. I was a fan of that. You know, Connor Hellebuck, Kyle Connor, both from here, both from Michigan. Uh, very excited that those two are having such great success. Um, and then it kind of crumbled as the flames took over and won this game four to one yeah i know this this is a series that we and i are both hoping for winnipeg you know i got the hometown boys as you mentioned it was it was looking good as at first as you said um i you know i watched a little more than you did uh i th- i thought it was a pretty good game it was entertaining it was physical you know matthew kachuk laid a kind of if he hit a mark shifley uh, there's there's some unhappy fans paul maurice is unhappy but Calgary, you know, once they started putting it in the net, just they really looked like the better team in this game. I was kind of surprised, you know, the fact that Winnipeg only managed 18 shots on goal is just shocking because <laughs> that's what I like. I like about them there's their offense and their goaltending. So if that's going to be the case, like they're going to get embarrassed in this series. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. I mean, Connor Hellebuck, I have, I didn't. Really pay attention to the goals, obviously. Um, but letting in four goals, 33 shots, based on his form during the regular season and the exhibition game, he can definitely step it up. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then, uh, yeah, 18 shots. That's kind of embarrassing. That that kind of stat line would be what I expected between the Penguins and the Canadians. So, yep. uh, tough there. Uh, we're going to talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning a little bit more now with uh, Hedman, Stamkos, talk about when they could possibly come in back, and then, of course, predictions for our round-robin games. But first, we're going to take a quick look at Sporty with Corey and Richie, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey Francois. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. 
What did I just listen to? Oh, f- this game. This game is this game is just bullshit now. Oh my gosh. I actually they actually made me feel uncomfortable. What was it? Panty what? The game has gone to bullshit. Panty melted? Why do we record these during the middle of games? Oh, God. Be sure to listen to Corey and I every Monday. We are your go-to source for the Arizona Coyotes on the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, we are back. If you guys liked that little preview, make sure to go check out Sporty with Corey and Richie on the Hockey Podcast Network. They cover the Coyotes, and I'm sure they're going to have a lot to say uh, when it comes to the Yotes, because obviously we see the John Chica stuff. We got the Coyotes now in the play-in rounds against the Predators. They're going to have a lot to talk about. But Chase, we have a lot to talk about, specifically with our team, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, you mentioned Hedman earlier on. Uh, we'll talk about him. And then, of course, Stamkos still kind of up in the air when he's going to be coming back. But let's start with Victor Hedman. Yeah, so Victor Hedman, he... Stayed home, not to attend to a personal matter, but he has joined his team in the bubble. Started practicing, should be good to go for our game tomorrow, as you're listening to this today, or possibly even previous day, because, you know, he should be good to go for the Monday game. Steven Stamkos, on the other hand, it's, it's still unknown. We're hoping that he can play in the round robin at some point. It's going to be highly unlikely that he plays tomorrow, but if he can get in for a game or two, you know, really kind of catch up himself a little bit before we get into the playoffs, that would be ideal. And that is what the team is hoping for, but there's just still so much uncertainty. Yeah, for sure. And to have Stamkos back is going to be absolutely massive, and we can't wait for that. But we can't undercut the fact that Victor Hedman, honestly, I would have gave him our MVP of the season. Yep. Uh, Vasilevsky had a slow start, really turned it on towards the end, so you could argue him, but I think Victor Hedman was just so solid, so strong throughout the whole regular season. So having him back is going to be phenomenal, and adding him to a team that just blew out the Panthers 5 nothing is going to be amazing. Oh, 100%. There's a reason I think he – or I, I I mean, I should say I think because other people think otherwise sometimes, but he's the best defensive in the league, and I, I would like to say I know that because I think he just does everything – collectively better than anybody else even like thinks about doing he's just such a smart player he's so big he skates well passes the puck like with his eyes closed and it's just tape to tape you know tremendous shot he does everything right and he only makes your lineup like so much better just like significantly better if they looked like they did against florida they can take that into the playing round this could be a three and oh in the playing round and then just easing right into playoffs yeah, for sure. And I think with that best defenseman type thing you got going there, uh, I would agree because all the other top names that get the most recognition, I think are very overrated. I think Drew Doughty's overrated. Uh, Eric Carlson, yeah. since he came over to San Jose, it seems he's, like he's, he's really lost a step. Yeah, he's been tough. Uh, Brent Burns, he's really not showing that he's that top tier guy anymore. And I don't know. I, I think... There's other guys that need to be talked about more, such as Roman Yossi. I think he's got to be in that top category uh, rather than the Eric Carlsons. And look, you may love Drew Doughty. You may think he's great. I don't know. I just think he's a little bit overrated. There's so. plenty of people that are starting to go that way. Yeah, which is smart. Yep. My uh, my theories are finally catching on. <laughs> um, but Chase, let's all talk about our round robin games. We have one Monday against the Caps, Wednesday against the Bruins, and then finally Saturday against the Flyers. Um, We're going to do a little preview. I mean, we're not going to have much, obviously, but we can look at the games that the Caps, Bruins, and Flyers played uh, to kind of get a, a thought on where this may go. So first up, 
on Monday at 4 p.m. Thankfully, I don't have work. I'm going to be able to tune into this game. It's going to be great. Uh, Caps, Lightning, your thoughts on this? You know, it, it should be a pretty good game. Uh, Washington looked solid in their game against the Hurricanes in their exhibition game, but, you know, the exhibition game is just an exhibition game. Uh, in my opinion, these are two of the most talented teams in the league, so I'm looking very forward to watching it. I'm going to guess it's going to be a close game. It's going to be iffy for Washington. Their goaltending is kind of really their issue. They were hoping that they are going to be able to ride Ilya Samsonov coming into these playoffs, but he is out for the season. So they're going to go Brayden Holpe, who had a struggle some year. If Holpe can play well, then you know this team can do some damage in these playoffs. But I'm, I don't know how sure I am on that. So I'm going to lean our Tampa Bay Lightning in probably like a 4-2 to game. It's so still closer, but the goaltending is just going to prevail in the end. Yeah, I agree. And we look at the Capitals. They played the Carolina Hurricanes on Wednesday, and they won 3-2. to two. And I would say Carolina, when it comes to their aggressiveness with their forwards, they're probably close to our Tampa team. They're a very aggressive team. However, when it comes to goaltending, it's not close. No. Peter Morazic doesn't even sniff the same air that Andre Vasilevsky does. So a very close game between the Caps and the Hurricanes makes me think it's going to be a, a victory for our Tampa Bay Lightning. Andre Vasilevsky going to stand on his head, get another uh, S word. I'm not going to say it because that always ruins it for me and Eshel. Yeah, but uh, he's, he's going to get one of those against uh, a very, very strong scoring team when it comes to the Capitals. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with really everything you said. It's, it's kind of the similar sentiments I had going into it. Yeah, it's just because I'm so smart. Yeah, it's because you're such a genius. Yeah, dude, you're, you're smart. Why do I say these things? <laughs> I don't know, but I love it. Uh, next up, Wednesday, August 5th, we got the Bruins and the Lightning. Uh, this is at 4 o'clock, so actually I'll be off of work by then, so I'll be able to watch that one too. So uh, those are some big dubs. This one I think will be our hardest game. I think the Bruins are a very good team, and they're the team I've been worried about all regular season coming into the playoffs, and now that we're here in the round-robin stages, I'm still worried about them. They're a very good team. Um, Goaltending, honestly, a little bit iffy now. Tuca doesn't seem to be at the top of his game right now, but it's Tuca Rask. He can really show up at any time. So uh, your overall thoughts on Bruins versus Lightning? You know, the Bruins really did not look very good against Columbus. A 4-1 loss in the exhibition game. And they just, I don't know, they looked like they were just missing something at whatever that may be. Uh, Tuka could have done better. Halak came in and played decently well, but they're not going to start Halak. They're starting Tuka. It's right. pretty obvious. So if, if I had to say something, as much as I don't want to predict our Tampa Bay Lightning going undefeated, just the way they these two teams looked in the exhibition games going into their second games of this scenario, I guess is the word I'm looking for, it's hard, it's hard for me not to choose my Tampa, our Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, it'll be a close game. I'd say that like a, like a three to two type of game, but it's it's just hard. Like I know how good the Bruins are, and that game was more likely a fluke than anything. But they just did not show me enough. Yeah, I I totally get your point there. The one thing that I'm really worried about is they've got the Flyers tonight when we're recording this, and I think the That's Flyers are true. the. Uh, most cupcake team, I guess, out of the the Eastern Round Robin teams. Not saying that they are a cupcake. They're not the. Uh, I was gonna say the Canadians, but that won't work. <laughs> um, um, 
But yeah, I mean, the Flyers are obviously the the lesser of the teams when it comes to the the four teams in the round robin. So yeah. I think if the Bruins can get their skating under them and take out the Flyers, it, it could be a little bit tougher for us. And also, just the way the Bruins play, they're a more physical team. If somehow they're able to wear down and just bruise up um, Nikita Kucherov and why am I blanking? Braden Point, uh, then it could be tough because, again, we don't have Stamkos. So if they're able to kind of shut down our top forwards and Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov with their physicality, then it could be a long game. However, I think goaltending is really what's going to help this whole playoff, this whole play, and this whole round robin tournament. And I mean, we saw it with the Canadians last night. So I'm gonna I'm gonna edge it towards our Tampa Bay Lightning as well. Good choice. Thank you. It was hard. <laughs> uh, and then finally, Saturday, August eighth, we've got the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Philadelphia Flyers. This is a dub. Yeah, it's it, it's a win. The the Flyers they they looked solid in their first exhibition game. Nothing special. This team was really riding off momentum at the end of the season. That's why in their position they were. In reality, they were going to finish in the bottom half seed. Like they were, they would most likely make the playoffs, but they would for sure finish the bottom half seed because they were just the hottest team in the NHL at that point. So going into this, you can't expect the same thing. Uh, their talent does not match up to the other three teams that are playing in for these round robin games. So it's going to be a nice three. series win with a 4-0 win against the Philadelphia Flyers. I like that. And the one thing I want to talk about with the Flyers is they did beat the Penguins 3-2 in their exhibition game. However, they've got young Carter Hart, first ever playoff, play-in, you know, all that uh, tournament-type style that he's going into. And, hey, he's a a phenomenal goalie, tremendous goalie, going to be one of the top goalies in the league for years to come. However, I think uh, he might see a bit of a downfall in the playoffs this year. Unexperienced, and the, the moment's going to be a little too big for him, I think. So I, I could see them maybe getting one win in the round robin uh, and then maybe even dropping out of the first round when we actually get to the playoffs. Uh, it's very possible, especially depending on who they play. For sure. All right, Chase, that is really it for our hockey talk, but we have a new poll to announce as well as our poll results to announce. And then, of course, we'll end it with hockey name of the day. So first up, let's do our poll results. So there's still some time in this poll. Uh, it's well, how many wins do you expect the Tampa Lightning to have during round robin play? Uh, just It's 3 2 one, zero with the poll options right now. Two is the pretty clear winner. You know, that's a pretty safe bet. You can assume everyone's going to go 2-1 in the round robin. So, no issues there. Uh, I still got time to vote on it if you wish. I mean, by the time you hear this, odds are no. Because it should, I believe it ends at like around noon-ish Eastern time on Monday. But uh, this upcoming week, we got a new poll coming out. Uh, it'll be, what are your first impressions on play through week one? Uh, were players generally up to speed for you? Not just Tampa Lightning, just the whole league of any games that you watched. Did you think that the players were playing to their full ability? you think they would look horrible? we'll come up with some options it'll be like probably three options plus an, an other option where you can tell us what you're thinking you know just kind of get an idea where the fans think that this level of play has been so far yeah most definitely and i think during the exhibition games you know there was a little bit slower play and of course with the blackhawks and oilers they really need to work on some stuff but when you look at the the blue jacket or not the blue jackets the the hurricanes and the rangers game 
That's up to speed for me, at least. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. All right, Chase. Last but not least, hockey name of the day. It's always fantastic. Of course. And this name is very interesting. Uh, so we're going to try Arslan. Not ass. Arslan. Sorry. Just had to make that clear. And then Akhmatyanov. Akhmatyanov. So we got... Arslan Akhmetyanov. Arslan Akhmetyanov. Yep, that is his name. So he's a 23-year-old Russian-born forward playing in the Czech 2 League this upcoming season. Spent last year in the VHL playing uh, for a team. I believe that team is Uzbekistan. Like in, in Uzbekistan. The Humo Toskent played in the VHL and played in the Kazakhstan League. Not a very good player. You know, just... Pretty low point totals, but still playing pro hockey, still getting to kind of live out his dream. Uh, fun little name. I always like alliteration. When I'm cho- I always try to find alliterations choosing these names. You nice. know, Bolts Broadcast, that's podcast name. Of course. And then Chase going, Crawshaw. Yep. Mike that, Mitchelson. Yep. And then we got double A for this guy right here. Perfect. Nothing better than alliteration. Exactly. I 100% agree. All right, Chase, that's it for the episode. How about you uh, give us an outro, let the people know what they need to know. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you could check us out on Patreon and become a patron, we'd really appreciate it. You start as low as a dollar. Prices go up from there. Different price points lead to different prizes. Uh, if you could support us that way, we'd really appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast. That is at the Bolts Broadcast. Follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That is at HockeyPodNet. Make sure you're getting in on the giveaways that are always happening. Uh, be on the lookout for our social media as there are big things coming. You know, We mentioned that last week. They're getting closer and closer. We're just waiting on a few things to be ironed out, and we will let you guys know as soon as all that is done. Make sure to check out thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. You can find all the podcasts within the network right there. Boom, just click the logo. Listen on SoundCloud, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. Give a like, leave a comment, You know, send us your questions, concerns, reach out to us however you need to, and just please keep supporting the podcast. Absolutely. Make sure to interact with us, guys, because we love talking to you, so we'd love it if you guys would talk to us. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's pretty much it for the podcast. We want to thank you guys for coming out, giving us a listen. We'll talk to you next time.